You're listening to WrestlingTradingCards.com. Super excited today, actually. I've been actually waiting to uh, for this day for a while. Uh, it's nice to actually have the non-sport analyst, right? You're the non-sport analyst? Yes. Uh, and you cover all things of wrestling, MMA, and figures, correct? Yep. Uh, Matt Bible, right? Matt Bible here. Yes. <laughs> uh, Good to be here. So you are the editor, I believe, on not only the 2019 edition, but also the 2020 yeah. edition. Yep. And coming uh, soon, the 2021 edition. <laughs> that's one of the things I want to ask Here you. You're going to be months. doing a 2021, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, what, what can we see different in 2021 edition that you haven't done yet in the previous two? Um, I'm not exactly sure yet. Um, I have a few ideas. Um, one of the ideas that I've been kicking around uh, since last year is possibly throwing in a graded price guide for certain key sets um, throughout wrestling history, the 85 tops, the, uh, the PWE A and B sets. Um, I'm trying to think here, racking my brain, uh, some of the, maybe some of the more modern sets as far as like the, the WCW autographs, because I know some of those graded cards are- That whole, uh, all three of those sets with all the autographs have got is skyrocketed in price. Yep, yep. I just repriced Macho Man recently. He's, he's currently going for in the five to 1,000 range. Five hundred dollars to a thousand for that seems about He's right. The highest one. Yep. Is he the highest? So, yes. Even Macho more than Ed, even more than Eddie or Benoit yep. or even Hogan. His, the the sales that I've I've found recently, he's that's the range that he's going for. But wow. you know, it's it and it's it can be unpredictable at times. They go up, they go down. You just gotta you gotta you know keep track of that sometimes. But Macho is really popular right now for some reason. So then that leads me like, I mean, because uh, you have an online price guide as well, correct? Yes. How, yes. Of, how often does that get updated? As you know, it's it, it can be really tedious at times because I do so many different categories and there's so many sets between all of them. I mean, at this point in the non-sport database, we're creeping up on 38,000 sets total. And then wrestling um, I want to I want to say it's in between all the different products and over the years I think it's in the five thousand range maybe for wrestling and then you got MMA you've got I've got all the gaming properties Magic Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon Dragon Ball Super and now this new Flesh and Blood which is going through the roof uh, I do Funko I do all the action figures the wrestling Star Wars I mean it's I get to it as often as I can I try to pay attention as much as I can to uh, trends. I see something trending like the rock, the rock autographs are he's, he's up, he's upwards of a thousand dollars now, just because he, that's his only wrestling autograph that he has in a trading card. Correct. Uh, everything else, comic images. Yeah. Yep. Everything else is a movie. The yep. mummy returns, the scorpion King doom. So, and those still sell for a lot, you know, yep. it's, it just, it really just depends on, you know, whether I, I feel like sleeping or not. <laughs> I, I kicked myself in the ass for not uh, for not keeping that uh, that Mummy Returns autograph, man. I, I got mine from Alan Kaplan at yeah. Uh, I did a deal with him at San Diego Comic Con one year, and I took one off of him. 
And, uh, but I kept it for a little bit and then someone offered me at the time I thought was a good amount of money for it. Cause I doubled my value out of it. And then, but now they're going yeah. for like crazy money. Well, I, funny story. I, uh, actually had the duo cards and the way I got it was crazy. Um, I had just graduated school. I just got out of college back in 2011. So I started getting back into just buying packs and I went to Walmart and I got one of those, those packages, those $25, um, multi-boxes where they throw miscellaneous packs and yeah, stuff yeah. inside. Yep. And that was one of the packs that was in there. And I opened it up and there was a rock autograph inside of it. Now, did you actually get a, was it actually in the pack? Yes. That's very unusual because my understanding was with my relationship with comic images that there was no autographs put in there. They're all done by redemption. It was in the pack and I sold it for $200. I got on eBay and I, at the time I sold it for $200. That's so incredible. I, you know, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I'll sell it and 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 get a little bit of money because at the time I wasn't I wasn't working at Beckett yet, you know, and I was starving. So I was like, two hundred dollars <laughs> sounds good to me. So I sold it, and now I'm, I'm kicking myself. I, I have, I, as I'm sure you have, a thousand stories like that. Yeah. Sell something. I, I think I, I think I still have one somewhere in storage. I recently just moved all my stuff from California here to Arizona, so uh, it's been sitting in storage now since August, but. It's, I went from a 10 by 30 to a 10 by 20 to a 10 by 10 now and a 10 by five. And it's just all crammed in there. I'm trying to, yep, yep. and I get, I get easily overwhelmed. There's, you know, my friends know that I get easily overwhelmed when I'm going through that. Some go, Oh, I, I can sell this. I can sell that. I can sell. And it's cause it's a lot of different things in there. I mean, I, I inherited a comic book store years ago from, uh, you know, Rob Van Dam a long time ago. And oh, wow. um, so I've been kind of going through that stuff over the years and it just kind of like, things I, I find I didn't even realize I had, I think my cards are breeding or something because I just like, I don't remember buying that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, it's, do you get suggestions from collectors about pricing or is it just you who does the pricing pricing? Um, I do the pricing. I mean, we get, I get suggestions all the time about what to put in the magazine, you know, how to do this, how to do that. And I, I, I'm very open about that. I, I get on uh, non-sport updates card talk all the time and I ask, what do you guys want to see? What would you like to see in non-sport update? What would you like to see here? And what, what, what can we do to improve? I'm always about constructive criticism because if, if I didn't have that, you know, I mean, it, not that I wouldn't have a direction to go, but you know, it, it helps when I can hear from collectors and get their viewpoints, their ideas of where they think the hobby's headed and what we can do to make, make it better through publications and through the website. I mean, the, the almanacs here, which I hadn't, I never even got the 2019. I just picked these both up uh, a few months ago. Um, I didn't even know it was out, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I went through it as, and I just finally opened them not too long ago. I was like, it, it's a very comprehensive listing of a lot of stuff, especially for collectors who may not be familiar with a lot of different cards. It's like, that. Where, do you, yes. where do you pull all of your resources and information from on all this stuff? Well, Luckily for me, when I first started at Beckett, um, probably about 95% of that stuff was already in there. It just required a lot of nuance and it required a lot of editing, corrections. Um, I add a lot of the um, prefixes and suffixes like um, you know, labels, like on stuff like uh, if, if a wrestling um, card is like an all-star, I'll put AS next to the name of the player, like they do with the baseball and the football stuff, just to kind of give you know collector an idea of what subsets are in there and, and if, when i get time I, I add that to the header so they know that range they can look and see where those subset cards are um but like i said before i did this first one 
I wanted to have visual confirmation of every single card. So it was a lot of just research, going to eBay, searching images, if I can find an image for this and find an image for that. I Wrestling trading cards helped a little bit with that, you know, just being able to have that visual image of a, a card. So I know, okay, this is the card. This is what it looks like. And this is the exact description. And there, I had to go through and do a lot of changes in that regard because one of the things that, and not necessarily picking on tops or anything, it, um, Leaf does it too, but you'll go in, you'll they'll send you a checklist of the description and you'll find out later that's not the description. Oh, it's always, it just a, always been that way. Even with when Fleer was working doing Working description and you have to go back in and you have to change it, but it's not that big a deal, but it's just, it's you have to be, you have to be very cognizant of, of that going on because that can affect whether or not your market gathering team can find price prices for that stuff. If they're not finding it, then you might have a problem with description or, or something of that nature. That's always been an issue though, too. I mean, Fleer had that issue too all the time where they would put out a checklist for something and, and I put it on a card too. You get on a nice little card. Um, but, uh, and then the actual product was somewhat different. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they would advertise like uh, that championship clash release uh, in 02, you know, supposed to a redemption card for a belt that they never had. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it's, it's just a, I guess it, just like with with how we do things, I guess for the card companies, it can be a it can be a moment to moment or day to day process as well. So it's just a, it's a matter of just working together and and uh, you know trying to little give and take there. You know, is that the would you find that to be the most challenging uh, thing in putting something like this together? Is is finding that data then? Is it the most challenging thing about putting uh, yeah. a bite? This it basically it's like it's a you know a bible of wrestling cards. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 getting up there. Um, it's challenging, but I think I think the thing that's the most challenging for me is just getting the most as the most accurate pricing I can possibly find, as well as trying to find a way to regularly update, which can be that can be difficult a lot. That's that's probably the most challenging. It's just regularly updating. Essentially, uh, you know, millions of cards between yes. all the different sports. It's just, especially with the gaming, the gaming keeps me on my toes just because gaming is almost like the stock market. Those prices change every day. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Well, I don't have to worry about that with wrestling or non-sports as much as I do gaming. Well, uh, since you brought up gaming, I, I actually want to talk about that a little bit. You do include in the guide, you include the old WCW Nitro and it's one off expansion pack from the gaming in the set but you don't you don't yes. list any raw deal ww raw deal which was around for seven years yes that's that's a work in progress i'm trying to get actual updated pricing which is really difficult to find if anything i might just put the checklists in um just so that they're in there for reference but well if you need, if you need help if, if you need help with that i'm the guy to do that I, i'm actually the owner of vela cards which is the largest uh, database of all raw deal cards on the planet awesome well that that, that uh you know and i that, just I, I just did a price change in all my stuff uh just before the new year fantastic because the market is it, it is affected the same way as other gamings and the whole all collectibles are being affected right now since covid hit uh yeah. and there's and raw deal is no different i mean i've had cards in there that used to sell for you know 30 40 dollars now are, people are asking 100 125 for them Ooh. which of course is not it's not a huge dollar amount when you're comparing this to Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic, of course, but for yeah, percentage-wise, yeah. that is a huge markup since you know a year ago. You know, an Eddie Guerrero signature card, which if you had one and lucky to get one, it was you know around three hundred bucks. Now sells for a thousand. Yeah. 
it's yeah. just uh, it, the market is, is just crazy. So yeah, I was I was curious why you didn't have any raw deal in there. So <laughs> yeah, there's still a lot of things that I'm sure I'm missing, especially you know the action figure section can be tedious as well, just finding all the different variants and the things that they've done. But uh, you know, there's still things I need to add into it and and other things that I'm planning on. And one of the other things that I'm going to try and do, it may not happen this year, but probably next year is finding uh, cards of wrestlers in other sports and non-sport sets and getting them put in here. So like Dave Batista and Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, any of the uh, wrestlers that were in like Pop Century or Americana or anything like that, get those put in there. Um, obviously, Sasha Banks being in the Mandalorian, she has a couple of cards from the, the Tops Now set. So things like that, wrestlers that have appeared in movies or TV or other media. What about other sports? Like, yeah, other get, sports. like Brock Lesnar on the Minnesota Vikings or, you know, uh, Bradshaw from his, you know, CFL cards like that, Darren Drozdet, stuff like that. Yes, yes. CM, I was going to say like CM Punk in the MMA, but I already have the MMA bonus section. We, we do that every year. So, um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, there's just, you have to constantly try and find ways to reinvent the, reinvent the, the book and, and come up with new um, material that people may not be familiar with. We just started doing that in like uh, the non-sport almanac this year. We put a uh, non-sports in sports. So we took like the top talent and Ginter um, and uh, Goodwin champions and put a lot of those sets in a special section in the back. So that people could see some of the cool non-sports stuff oh, that is in those sets. I forget. Uh, Beckett did buy non-sport, didn't they? They bought non-sport update. Yes, yes. We've owned non-sport update since 2016. Okay, that's right. Yeah, um, they used to put a little bit of wrestling in their guides. Usually, it was the at the time. I think it was like they put like the championship marketing in there. It's like that. They put a couple things, but they weren't putting any FLIR product in at the time, even though that was like the hot thing for a few years. Yeah, yeah, I still have some of those old price guides, and uh, I, I've noticed there that at the end tail end of the magazine, they've got the they've got some of the WWE sets in there. I have a probably, I think I have one or two copies laying around because they did an article on us back then. <laughs> That's yeah, all yeah. I have. But um, uh, what finally prompted Beckett to finally get around to making a, an almanac for for wrestling cards? Because in the past, I, I used to find some wrestling prices in like maybe their baseball issue or sometimes in their football issue, you'd find them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've always had, since I've been there, they've always had wrestling in the Beckett Sports Card Monthly. Um, you know, we used to have gaming and non-sports and MMA and tennis and multi-sport and golf. Now we just have the wrestling MMA and the golf section since golf is making a comeback with upper deck. I think they've got two it's funny, funny you put golf in there with wrestling and MMA. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Barry Darso. I mean, come on. You, okay. You, but <laughs> there you go. Put him on the PGA tour. There you um, go. No, but, uh, you know, it, it was an idea that I had the first month that I, I got here, got to, got to the office. I was like, the two things that I wanted to do more than anything were wrestling and Star Wars. And I've been able to get those done since I've been here. Uh, but I told them, I was like, you guys are crazy if you don't do a wrestling almanac with trading cards, action figures, and maybe throw bonus sections of, of some type in there. It'll sell. And, you know, for years, they, they were reluctant to do it just because, you know, costs and budget. And, you know, is this really going to be worth it? And that first, that first issue, we, we ended up doing five printings. Really? Uh, yep. Oh, we me, just kept I, selling out and uh, I'm gonna check to see what printing it is. I don't even didn't even uh, notice that. 
I have it. It says first printing. It says first printing. Yep. Yeah. It. Uh, we. Uh, you know, it was a. It was a major success, and. Well, you know, well, the first printing is awesome. You know, they realized, hey, maybe we got something that we can we can do. Well, and the timing couldn't have been better because, I mean, as you know, all the all hobbies are going up in value, but you know, wrestling is no exception. And when you have Hogan cards selling for thirty six thousand dollars, and you know, Rock cards selling for you know almost close to ten grand, some of these things, depending yeah. on what it is, it's incredible. So, yeah, he uh, the Rock. That'll probably be one of the things I put most recently. It was his. Uh, I want to say it was his Miami Hurricanes, the uh, the Bumblebee tuna, the perforated yep. card was a, a PSA Gen 10. I, I can't remember what the exact price of. I think it was thirteen thousand. Somewhere around that, that range, yeah. Yeah. So that would be something I would throw in there because it's the. I mean, the Rock is like. I, I'm shocked that he hasn't he hasn't had a set of tequila cards yet. With his, <laughs> his I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, he transcends everything, though. I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, Hulk Hogan is a household name, but I, th yeah, I think The Rock is also a household name with most people too. I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, he's got 200 million followers on Instagram, so he's yeah, he's very popular. He's, he's kind of <laughs> known. Yeah, people kind of know who he is. Just a bit. <laughs> uh, you, uh, I noticed a difference in the 2019-2020. Um, in the 2019, you had a limited section of your top tens, and you yes. kind of and you expand that in the 2020. You took yes. the top ten of the of all wrestlers and made it into a top 20 yes and poor andre he got bumped out of the top 10 went to number 11 <laughs> yeah but i think macho was number 10 at that point yeah i'm not mistaken was the macho and and that was that's one of those things where i try to go on social media um and it's a combination of everything it's a combination of what they've done in the industry it's a combination uh as well as how they're known in pop culture um how they've affected the business, what, what else they've done. Um, but I also, I went on card talk and I got input from people on card talk and other various sources on social media, just to see and try to get that information. And it, it's not an easy task. It's, it's, it's difficult to make these lists at any, any time because not everybody's going to agree with, with that list. And we, we put that disclaimer as this is just a list for fun. You know, it's not, it's, it's just up for debate. So, you know, just, enjoy it and but uh I, I i'm trying to think what that first year we did uh i want to say we did the top 10 wrestlers the top 10 women the yeah managers. we got uh top 10 wrestlers a top all-time managers then we had top 10 women wrestlers and then the top all-time tag teams oh and then yeah. and then you had you had action figures top 10 uh autograph cards top 10 and card sets top 10. yeah and i think we expanded even the card lists um, for 2020, um, this year, or, yeah, this year, I'm not sure how much, how different that'll be this year. Um, I thought they're, about, they're, they're, they're pretty identical for them all. I mean, you, you've, the only thing I said, you expand the, the women wrestlers to top 20 and, uh, all time wrestlers to top 20. Everything else was still top 10. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Wrestlers. Yeah. But, um, uh, are you going to add any new little characters in there for top 10, top 20 or, um, I mean, you know, there, there's ideas float around all, all the time maybe you know if you can find cards that represent the top 10 wrestling moves of all time finishers of all time or a top 10 um gimmicks or top 10 catchphrases there's all kinds of things we could probably do i'm not sure how much i'll be able to add i mean there is limitations that i, I can do I, I have to pick the, the most prominent for for something like that but uh you know who knows maybe i'll be able to throw another couple of hot lists in there this year uh 
I have a, and one thing I wanted to bring up too about for the, the books. So I, it's a little, what is the decision? Is that the typical way that uh, Beckett um, does their listing? It says year first, then name? Uh, it's typically alphabetical. Um, and then we try to, it's, it's usually, um, it goes alphabetically and then chronologically. chronologically yeah. yeah. Um, that, but that's for like the almanacs. And, and that's still, that's usually always a work in progress. You're, you always have to, sometimes when you're going through the sort order and you're going through 5,000 sets, you're going to miss some and it's going to get printed out of whack sometimes. So that's something I'm constantly going over to make sure, have I gotten this right? Have I, uh, did I put this in the correct order? Is this in, you know, where it needs to be? So that's another one of those tedious little processes that, uh, that you have to go over when you're, when you're doing these different publications. Uh, you archive a lot of stuff in here. I mean, it's really impressive the amount of, of, of sets that are in here, um, especially for modern stuff, because there's so much stuff. I mean, Tops is just dumping out so much crap every year. It's just amazing. I don't I mean, know how people keep up. Yeah, I just saw the, um, the uh, uh, what is, oh, um, This Month in History. That's the, new, that's the new Tops Now set. This yes. Month in History. They just yeah. had the new three cards released. I think Trish has got one in there. I think, um, uh, yeah, Evolution had one. Yes, uh, I'm trying to think who else was in that. Who was who else was in that that this bundle that's that's that uh, just came out. But uh, that's going to be a, an ongoing thing. And of course, that's what Top, Tops does that with all their properties. We've got that with the Garbage Pail Kids with Bizarre Holidays. We've got uh, Wacky Packages. Um, I'm trying to think what the name of that set is. I can't right offhand, but they they do that every month and. And they have, you know, different wacky package sets they come out with. So, just all kinds of interesting little concepts they come up with. And then, of course, you know, they do the regular Tops Now set. Which I was going to ask you about that. That's not in the guide. Oh, Tops Now is not in the guide. I don't think so. Let me let me let me double check here to I mean, make I, sure. I, uh, I try to look uh, both by alphabetical order. Let's see, Tops Now. It's probably under Tops Now WWE. Um, okay. Set of tops WWE now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there it is. I found it. It's in. It's on page. Uh, starts on page um, seventy-seven. Yeah, I'm right there now. Yep, I see it. And of course, it changes by year. The tops, I think, stopped the numerical sequence in eighteen, and they started a fresh one for every year now. From 19 yeah, we have a we have a regular guy who's been keeping tabs on that since its inception and keeping the the run number to make that. Uh, good old Chuckster. Uh, he is all over that stuff. So he knows uh, exactly the years and how much, you know, 2016 actually breathes into 2018 and 2000. I mean, he knows all that stuff. So when we get the checklist going again, uh, he's going to be our go-to guy for all that stuff, that and the indie yeah. stuff. So speaking of, uh, are you guys going to be tackling the indie stuff? There's a lot of indie releases out there, lots of them. Yeah. And how, how do you differentiate what's legit and what's not? That's a good question. Usually I follow gradings lead on that because we get a lot of requests for grading. And it's just really a case by case basis. If it if it's not something that we can determine whether or not they had the wrestler's permission, like the I think we talked about the Joey Janela said, I'm pretty sure he puts that out himself, right? So um, you know, I'm sure he has the wrestler's permissions to do what what he needs to do with that um we we came to that conclusion that with the grading because we were getting the orange cassidy's and the jungle boys and the mjfs that were coming in so we made a decision to to do that it, it's and sometimes it can just be really difficult um to determine it just it there's just a lot of variables that go into it whether it's 
licensed through some type of independent wrestling league. If, let's say if it was something, um, I don't know, let's say when Lucha Underground was was around, yeah. let's say they came up with a set and they had, you know, it's a limited set of 10 wrestlers. If it was sponsored by them, if they had, you know, the copyright um, information, then yeah, we would. We yeah, because you have, you do have the all in it, the 2018 all in set in here. Um, yeah, yes. That was, we got, when that came out and the rumblings of AEW was, were starting, we, we were like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta grade this because we gotta put this in the system. And because because my understanding is that was actually uh, produced in house by Ring of Honor, I think, did that. Yes. In house. Yes. And we, we got a lot of grading requests for that so set. What what happens when you start getting something like this, uh, you know, a GCW set or the old PWG set that came out that kind of really sparked all these independent cards that came out? How do you guys tackle that? Um, Same thing. It's. Not- yeah, I mean, we just, we just, it's a case by case basis. Um, usually what happens is, and sometimes I don't even know about some of these cards. Oh, it's hard they're, to they're keep track. Gaming, there are gaming sets that come out that I don't even know about that are, you know, I didn't know about Flesh and Blood until our one gaming guy that works in grading. He used to be our great, uh, gaming analyst for a while. He said, Matt, you got to put this in the system because there's a card that that's, you can get one every two cases and it's currently selling for 10 grand. I'm like, okay, wow. well, yeah, we got to put this in, <laughs> there. Put in there. That is a set that is quickly replacing magic as in popularity. People are flocking to flesh and blood. It's only been out for a couple of years now, but uh, anyway, but it's a, it's a, it's really just a case by case basis. We, we look at all the variables. Is this licensed? Um, if it's not licensed, does it look like it's professionally made? I mean, yeah, but we, so, we, we live in a world now where technology allows people to go and just kind of print cards. I mean, we have online services where you can print a card. It's, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I mean, I had the rights to my own so like that. And this company, yeah. these are beautiful the way they did these cards. Um, but it's just it, technology allows us to kind of just make our own stuff. And my understanding, I actually had the guy who did the PWG cards on an interview once, a uh, super nice guy. And he made them and gave them away for free. He just yeah. gave them away for free, at a P- and now now they're all over. And they go for mad money right now because almost all those guys are in a- AEW or WWE. Yeah, it's just it's hard to keep track. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. I mean, and there's some stuff that you obviously know. Like I, I think of um, one example I can think of is Ray Gun Cards. I don't know if you ever heard of Ray Gun Cards. He makes like a he's on Instagram. He makes like these custom tribute cards to like movies. Like he's got a. a pack of jaws and a pack of back to the future i don't know how he does it how he gets away with doing that but i'm guessing it's just because they're custom and maybe it falls under artwork possibly depends but, on the images depends on the images you're using though because i've seen I, i've had my own history when it comes to raw deal stuff and the virtual stuff they yes. make because the game's been out of print since 07 but they've made these virtual cards since 08 until now um, so, I mean, I've had a little bit of run-ins with that with C&Ds and uh, things like that. So I'm just curious how these guys can use images that came off of Google to make on a trading card and just, I guess they just haven't been caught yet. I guess that's the, the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm hoping he never gets caught at least until I can pick up some of those. <laughs> some of them are pretty good. I'm a big, I'm a big Jaws fan and he's got like uh, Back to the Future and Jurassic Park and things like that. So, um, but you know, it, 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 it is, it's challenging. It's really, I, I, I almost feel like a, a legal clerk sometimes as opposed to a, a card analyst, you know, what can we legally get away with or, you know, what can we legally 
grade or put in the price guide. But but, but so collectors far, collectors you know, are sending you collectors are sending you some of these obscure card sets that you can't validate anywhere, right? What do you do with them? Yes, um, we just send them back. Send them back. If we can't grade them, um, you know, one one example I can think of happened a few years ago was um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of the company right offhand, but there was somebody who was making a Harryhausen tribute set um, the, uh, for all the films that he made back in the 60s and mm -hmm. 70s and stuff. And they had already made the sketch cards. Well, somehow the license fell through and they end up going to court over it. We got a few of those sketch cards and we couldn't grade them because we didn't want to risk having our name attached to that, to that lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, having his estate sue us because we graded those cards. So since it wasn't an official card set and they never gave permission to have those images on those cards. What happens on, say, a card that someone home makes using it with their whatever image they want, whether it be a, a intellectual property of somebody else, a WWE or something like that. But they go out and they get the card made. They have the talent sign it and they're, they're sending it. And do you have authenticated just the autograph? We, uh, that's a good question because I think we do, we will do like, um, I'm pretty sure we do like individual sketch artist cards. Like if, let's say somebody like one of the, like the Glee brothers or um, Jason Crosby or somebody does an individual sketch card and it's, it's their brand and somebody sends that in to get them, we will just like manually put that in the system. We don't necessarily put it into our actual official database. Gotcha. Um, so they do exceptions like that. That that's usually something they determine. I think is it, you know they'll they'll if it's got an autograph of say Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man or something they'll they'll give it to uh, BAS. They'll authenticate the signature and then they'll slab it. So they'll it'll slab it without a grading on it, basically. Yeah, basically yeah. as authentic. It's authentic. Got it. So yeah. Um, one thing I I noticed in, in the in the books like that there's again it's very comprehensive. There's a lot of great sets in here that I think a lot of collectors don't even realize exist. Um, and but two though, there's a lot of sets in there that don't have pricing. Yes. Um, I, I, that's something that's still, you know, it's a work in progress sometimes. Um, sometimes with the sets that aren't priced, it's usually a matter of there aren't enough cards like serial, their serial numbered as low as, you know, obviously the one of ones we don't price just because that's one card. Um, I will do my very best to find pricing for as low as serial number to 10. And I have a couple of sets in there that I've been able to price that have priced that low. And that's simply because I've been able to find anywhere from 30 to 40% of the market, right? Um, but most of the times, if they're serial number to 10, we don't usually price them. Sometimes even if they're serial number to 25, we don't price them. It but what about really stuff doesn't. like, uh, you know, you got the 91 championship marketing, uh, the promos, they're listed, but there's no price. There's no price for those? Yeah. Um, it may have been something that just fell through the cracks. Sometimes I just don't get to everything uh, as far as getting a price. And it sounds, it sounds ludicrous that I don't have something that's <laughs> that old priced, but it just it just happens sometimes, it, uh, you know. It, it it's it's not it's not limited to wrestling. I mean, I, I, I see a lot of like the older stuff. I can I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be pretty hard to find, you know, information probably at a nineteen fifty three card set, you know, where yes, we have a yes. checklist basically everything that exists in it, but there's no pricing for for the nineteen fifty three, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, but even still, even if there's no prices, 
it's still like, wow, I didn't even know a set existed from that from 1953 or something like that for some collectors. Yeah. And you know, wrestling's the most of the wrestling stuff is has just come on the last 25 years for the most yeah. part. I mean, I'd say most of it is the last 20 years. Um, just all the top sets and mm-hmm. um, tops probably makes up, I'd say at least half the trading card, the total trading cards that have ever existed for wrestling. Yeah. Oh, for total, like in, in history. Yeah. yeah. But in the last 20 years, it's like 90%. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, uh, uh, so you being, a, you are a graduate of Ohio State University. Yes, I am. Unfortunately for me last night, uh, but you know, <laughs> Um, they, that was a, that was a tough, that was a tough, it's tough to overcome all of your key players being injured and Alabama playing perfect football. So those two combinations will, they'll do you in every time. But. Well, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't even want to bring that up, but my, my, my question hey, is, you know oh, go ahead. We beat Clemson. That, beating Clemson was good enough for me for the most part. I figured <laughs> Alabama was, might, might stand a chance of beating us. And, but uh, getting, getting back at Clemson after last year's debacle, that was, that was like a second Christmas this year. A second so. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So being a graduate of Ohio State, uh, I understand you collect a lot of rookie cards, everything from your alumni. Yes, I, I have here recently in recent years, it's been, it's been difficult collecting just because I'm so busy. Um, but before that, I had roughly about 80% of everything. Every rookie card, every first card of every alumni that's ever come through. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, women, even the WNBA people. Um, you have I, any wrestlers come out of there? Um, not yet, but I'm, I, I, all these years I've been waiting for, uh, I've been waiting for Laronitis to declare, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to join wrestling school. <laughs> I figured he would, he would follow his dad's footsteps, but so far it hasn't happened yet. You have any particular favorites of yours from, uh, that you collect? Uh, Eddie George, Eddie George is one of them. Um, probably I would have to say, mm, in recent years, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, you can't go wrong with him. He, he's, he's a pretty good uh, player. Um, Bobby Hoying, Craig Krenzel, guys like that. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm a big hockey fan, though, too. So yes. um, having like Ryan, Ryan Kessler, his, his rookie cards are probably the, some of the most sought after Ohio State alumni rookies. Um, really? they're, very hard, they're very hard to come by. The uh, Pacific Titanium Hobby, numbered to 99 just getting it um usually back when i got it this has been like eight years ago it was already gone for three or four times what the market value was and then getting it graded i i happened to get one and i got it graded and it graded a nine five gen mid so i got i'm set with that one you're set you're like I'm yeah, good. Hockey, basketball football baseball um and any oddball stuff golf um you know i i if i can find a first card or a technical rookie card of a of an high state alumni i pick it up doesn't matter what sport it is, you just go out and pick it up, huh? No, I got um, I, even like UFC, like Kevin Randleman, who went to Ohio State, um, and uh, uh, Mark Coleman, who went to Ohio State. So, you know, I, I pick up their first UFC cards, you know, just just to kind of have, you know, it's just, it's just kind of a, my own interesting way of collecting, uh, you know, Ohio State guys. How long have you been collecting? And gals, how long have you been collecting? Um, I let's see. I mean, I mean, even as a kid, did you collect as a kid? Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that serious as a kid. I was, you know, I was in my own little world then. But I, you know, I, I bought, I'd pick up packs of uh, Star Wars cards and 
occasion and uh, you know the wrestling and the and the and the sports didn't start until a little bit later but uh, I was more about the action figures as a kid getting the Star Wars action figures and and things like that that was that was my that was my go-to boy I wish I still had all mine I used to, I used to buy them as a kid too but <laughs> wish I still had all mine uh, do you remember your first wrestling cards that you ever got that's a good question i i i would say probably i want to say the 87 set back in 87 that's when i started really getting into a lot more hardcore um you know i i i was into it but i it was just kind of a casual thing for the first few years of hulkamania and then 87 hit around it was like oh hey you know we started watching saturday night uh, main event regularly and, <laughs> You know, following the macho man's turn from heel to a face and uh, the, the mega powers unite you know that was it was just open to the floodgates and uh and wrestlemania was becoming a much bigger spectacle at that point and you know having it at trump plaza and it was four hours long and they had a big tournament and so you know i got into wrestling really hardcore and then you know as i got older graduated high school i started finding other interests i'm still into it not as much and then the NWO hit and that was it. It was like, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, they really, really are onto something with turning Hogan heel. And then that led to the Attitude Era and just made wrestling almost godlike in, in pop culture. Oh yeah, it was everywhere. TV guides, every, I mean, the cover, I mean, everything. It was everywhere. I mean, I've got, I, I think, I think I've, I mean, the marketing was incredible. I, I have somewhere in here, I have like WCW air fresheners and, and <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. oh, I was just showing the other night. I just uh, got it somewhere right here. I have my I had an old WCW, uh, you know, credit card with the Nitro Girls on it and stuff. I mean, I had yeah. everything, all that stuff. I mean, um, everybody wanted a piece of wrestling. Jay exactly. Leno, Rodman, everybody. Everybody did. Um, all time favorite. All time favorite. Oh, man. Um, Gosh, uh, I honestly, Stone Cold Steve Austin's is is as far as as a character. That's probably my favorite character. Uh, all time favorite wrestler. Just enjoy watching them wrestle. And Ric Flair. I, how can you? Uh, Ric Flair's just he's he's probably the best seller in the history of the of the industry. He just he sells it so well. Whether he's a heel or whether he's a face, it's just you know, I like watching him better as a heel because he. You know, oh please, you know, he begs for mercy and you know he 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 makes all everybody around him better. Sting, Hogan, whoever he wrestles. Guy, I mean he wrestled a jacket for Coin Island. The jacket looked good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. It's crazy uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. so um when can we expect a 2021 edition to come out? Um, it goes to print at the end of February and it'll be it, they usually come out about two weeks before Mania. So toward the end of March. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure what the exact date is. I haven't checked the the schedule yet, but uh, it'll be it'll it'll be releasing about uh, a couple of weeks. How come? Uh, any thoughts? Remember, yeah, NSU used to do it all the time, but they put little promos in there. Any chance putting promos inside of it? You know, maybe. Uh, you know what? Hey, if we could get a license or something, I I'd like to reach out to AEW and see what we could do about getting some type of. Uh, some type of a promo from you know from them getting permission to use a license to, to make a promo card because I know Tony Khan's a big, huge wrestling fan. So. Of course, yes. Oh, I've reached out to him multiple times. I love to talk to him because I mean, when he uh, made the announcement that uh, AEW was indeed going to be making trading cards in 2021, 
And then, you know, everybody was speculating who could it be. And then we saw that backstage picture of, you know, the Young Bucks signing on stickers and someone zoomed in and you see the Upper Deck logo on it. So like, oh, Upper Deck must have got the license. Nothing's been officially announced. So we're kind of yeah. wondering. And well, it makes me wonder if it's for an AEW product or could it be for something for Goodwin Champions? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a good point too. Yeah, I, you know, I, and you know, if, if it's Goodwin Champions, I'll throw it in when I get the, you know, the miscellaneous section, but I would prefer an AEW. So I, I, I know that those cards would go for a lot of money right out the gate, especially if they got a lot of the talent to sign autographs. I just I just did an episode with someone we're discussing that, and I'm at the one. I don't want them to blow their wad on the first release of everybody being signed. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no. What they could do is they could maybe like do a, a give it the series treatment, a series one and series two. Or yes. An update set or something you can exclusively get just uh, through EPACs if they have if if Upper Deck does an EPAC program with mm -hmm. AEW. These are EPAC exclusive autographs. If you redeem this many cards you get this autograph and it's only available through epac yeah you could do that like i don't know jungle boy or mjf or somebody like that but uh, there's a lot of those wrestlers that don't have official cards through their promotion like no Britt baker was in um the recent leaf product mm -hmm. with autographs but i would i want to see Britt baker dds as and with the aew logo correct ring or doing a promo that's what i want to see i want to see all those wrestlers on their own cards with the aew logo on there yeah i mean it's 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 the product that everybody who's in the wrestling trading card hobby is waiting for so yeah. we've got people who are like listen i i can't keep up with top stuff every year they're using the same images blah 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 this that and the other and um and they put out like finest and chrome are beautiful sets love those cards those are oh, yeah. You know, I haven't collected myself since 2007, and I I, I busted open you now some Chrome and Undisputed, and I, I'm like, these are nice. These are really nice looking. I mean, um, but uh, people are waiting yeah. for that product. And they're like, I'm just not going to buy any more top stuff and just save my money for buying multiple things of AEW right now. Yeah, well, I mean, if the action figure sales of AEW, oh, the case, God. I don't know if you've kept tabs on that, but a little bit. The Cody Rhodes, the Cody Rhodes Chase figure is is creeping up to a grand yeah I, i've seen that and jericho and just the brandy Rhodes herself just the, it's just a regular figure she's selling for 120 dollars just for her it's incredible and do you, do you think this yeah. uh this market's going to stay like that uh even after things kind of get back to something being normal stimulus checks don't come in anymore you <laughs> know people going back i mean it may be an unpopular opinion but no i don't think it's going to stay this way um as you know, having been a collector and been in this industry for a long time, there's there's always trends. There's always things that cycle back. That, you know, things go up, things go down. It's it's just a part of how this industry has been for decades. So I don't think it's going to last. It's it's been an, it's been an interesting time witnessing it and seeing all the stuff that's happened. But um, it's going to come back down to earth. And, and how far back down earth do you think it's going to come back down to its pre-COVID era? No, I mean, it's not going to go, it's not going to, it's not going to just completely fall off the cliff. But I, mean, I just, I, just, I mean, I, I don't see those 82 all-stars going down in value at all, ever. Well, no, I, not, not that stuff, but I mean, you know, there's a lot of just regular stuff that has sold for, you know, 
prices you're just looking at and thinking, why is this selling for so much money? Like, and the guys are getting like these uh, these junk guys, these common cars, slabbing them, and then asking astronomical prices for these common cars. I, I I don't collect other sports. I don't collect anything. I've done a lot of non-sport stuff. I always treated my non-sport buying like stocks. I bought and sold based on what was popular. You know, Zena's hot, sell the Zena stuff. You know, Buffy was hot, sold it all, boom, and now it's you know it doesn't sell for anything now, really. Um, but, uh, you know, wrestling is going up and the, the rock that's always going to be going up in value. I think Hogan's always going to go up in value. Flair's always going to go up in value, but I think the market as a whole, I kind of agree with you. I think the market as a whole is going to come down to some, uh, normal level. Uh, but those guys are always going to be high priced. You're always going to have the, it's just, it's just like all the sports. Mike Trout's going to sell. LeBron James is going to sell. Rick Flair is going to sell. But all the other people who, you know, are just bit players, semi-stars, unlisted stars, the things that we, we deal with, um, you know, they're, they're going to come back down to earth and it's going to be a little bit, we're going to be able to relax a little bit more, I think, because it's, it's been chaos. Do you, do you think that, that, do you think common collectors have been priced out? <sighs> to some degree, yes, because I, I know how frustrating that is to be. You know, I remember this back in when I was a you know big collector of Wayne Gretzky cards. Um, I remember when the one of one came out. And I was just like, why would they? Why would they do this to us? Why would they make a card that we're never going to be able to get? Right? I mean, we love collecting Gretzky or Michael Jordan or whoever, and they're they're basically making cards where we're not going to be able to, to get them. Now it's some of these cards are attainable. But they're selling for so much money that it, it would cost a normal guy a, a paycheck, you know, yeah. to get it. So, you know, you just just like the the hobby adapts as a collector, you have to adapt and you have to figure out, hey, is it worth getting this? My biggest thing right now is that I'm not sure if you're familiar with Panini Gala. Mm -hmm. the oh, I, I, I have, I've heard a little bit about it. Yeah. They have rookie cards that are serial numbered to eight. <laughs> and the first year they did that was 2016. Guess who had about 12 guys that got drafted that year? Ohio State, Joey Bosa, <laughs> Zeke Elliott. Uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, guys that got drafted. And, um, you know, I've been able to get a few of them. I actually got two of the Braxton Millers. So I've got 25% of Braxton Millers. <laughs> print run. Let's see if I can go for 100. No. Yeah. I, but, you know, it's... Um, you know, I've been keeping tabs on those. And, you know, if, if I can pick one up for what I feel is a reasonable price, I'll do it. Um, I actually had a high bid on a Michael Thomas for a little over $200. And that thing now is going for like $1,800, $2,000. I got outbid at the last minute. But um, yeah, you know, if I can pick one of those up, I will. But yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, yes, collectors are getting... Uh, they're getting uh, they're getting outpriced, you know, to the point where you know they can't get a certain car that they want or a certain set they want. So, but you just adapt. I mean, you, I, it's it's nice that the, they used to put out like Tops used to put out like a a real low level release that was very affordable, then a mid level, and then Undisputed was their high level. Yeah. Uh, but now they put out so much stuff. It's just it's one repetitive things. Uh, yeah. but now it's just so many products. It's hard to keep up for any, any collector. Yes, it is. And, and that's the, that's also the one thing as a, as a market analyst that Beckett is that I, <laughs> that makes me nervous is like, what are they going to come up with next? Are they going to do archives? Because when Star uh -huh. Wars, the archive stuff, 
the, mm-hmm. the you know the buybacks and then they had every all the talent sign it i was like oh please don't do this with wrestling please or, the, or the, what they call it the living set yeah, uh the li- yeah the living set start well i mean i'm i'm kind of shocked that hasn't happened with 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 wwe uh, the only thing oh, i can see preventing it is wwe not approving uh, it but um the star i mean the star wars living set's really popular the child is the the number one seller it 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 was the highest print run at, at nearly 10,000 and it's the highest priced card, which doesn't happen. Wow. The highest price card, the highest price card is usually the one with the lowest print run, but the, it's the highest print run and the highest price. <laughs> everybody loves baby Yoda, man. Everybody wants baby Yoda. So. It's such a crazy whack world right now. I don't understand this. I just don't <laughs> understand what's going on, man. Up is down, down is up. I don't understand it either, but I'm having fun watching it. I mean, you know, say that yeah, I mean, since I mean, I've, I was always on Facebook, and I finally got the Twitter account going in August. So I, I'm on Twitter watching where all these guys and like just watch the stuff. And I'm going, this is crazy. This is like lunatic stuff going on here, man. Yeah, it is. It's, I'm so it's, glad I don't collect like I did. I mean, I, I I buy, I dabble a little bit here and there. I do some box breaks for the YouTube channel thing once in a while. I pick up a local guy stuff here. He he makes these cool cards, you know, from you know his his versions, art versions of of uh you know old stars all star set. He just got. Oh, nice. uh, you know, I made these oversized cards. He's got came in. I got today. But, oh, I saw him with Daniel. Yeah, nice. He does. He does a whole bunch of stuff, like you know, uh, you know, in, in that in that stuff. He does sports and non-sports, but he's an artist and does stuff here in in Arizona. And he puts out incredible work, and um, so I like it. I support it, and I like it. It's just not official stuff, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the oddball stuff has always been around, and and you know, that was stuff that I liked picking up once in a while too when I'd go to shows back in the day. And, uh, you'd see a Gretzky or you'd see a, you'd see an Eddie George or an Archie Griffin or something that was, you know, somebody printed it, looked like somebody printed it in their garage, but yeah. back then, uh, but you know, you're like, Hey, you know, this is just kind of an interesting little picture. And, it says Fuji on the back or Kodak yeah. or something. <laughs> but, you know, that was, uh, you know, I think that adds to, that adds to the collecting, uh, that acts the markability of things as well bootlegs are always going to be popular yep. whether it's you know bands that you know you're bootlegging the tapes like we did back in the 80s or whatever it's, it's there's always there's a market for it you're going to find bootlegs and some i mean look at the star wars bootlegs figures that yep. that they made over in turkey those things go for thousands of dollars people still love them because they're so horribly made that <laughs> people they, they, they've amassed a cult following but um yeah, I mean, it's just there. There's marketability everywhere, everywhere, you know. Well, um, um, yeah, it's a crazy world, man. It's like that. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to 2020, uh, 2021 edition. Uh, these are both great reads. People should get these. Um, I think they're very well done. I, I love the top ten, top twenty there, which is subjective. I know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah but, I think uh, Hogan, Hogan's at the top of the list, and I think the reason why he's at the top of the list is because. You know, he was the he was at the center of the two biggest uh, the two biggest movements in the history of professional wrestling. He, he he's the Babe Ruth of, of, of wrestling. That's just there's no denying yeah. that. Um, but what whatever your opinions are of him. But he just came out and said Ric Flair is the greatest wrestler ever. So yeah, <laughs> who knows? maybe, maybe but, it'll be but, a. But then Ric Flair says Ric Flair says Shawn Michaels is. Well, that, you know. Everybody has, uh, even the wrestlers are have their own uh, picks, right? So yeah, that's been like the going thing for a few years now. It's like, what's your what's your Mount Rushmore? You know, uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to pick. Hard to pick. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah cool. so, well, uh, Matt, I thank you for your time. I know, um, it, where, where are you at actually? Where are you at? I'm in Arizona. I am in Plano, Texas. Texas, okay, so you're only an hour ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I, I thank you for your time, man. I've been uh, actually really looking forward to having you on. I've been looking forward to coming on. Uh, so, um, looking forward to the new one and I hope everybody gets it, especially if you're a wrestling card collector. But um, that's all I got for you, man. Awesome. I, I had fun. I, it was good to talk about wrestling for a change. <laughs> for a change. So, you know, but well, uh, I look forward to seeing the new stuff on the on uh, wrestling trading cards, too. Yeah, but uh, our fundraiser is going. We're still got a few cards left of the autograph versions. We have them numbered 25, 10, 5, and the one of one. That one of one sold out in two minutes, less than two minutes. Somebody was yeah. sitting there going, refresh, 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 the whole time it's like that. And, uh, and he won, his, he won. But uh, got a couple left, the number to 10, couple left, number to 25, and then plenty of the uh, base cards like that. But those are going off to Kevin this week. And then uh, we'll have Kevin doing a live. He'll be signing those live for everybody right there. And then um, awesome. get them all shipped out to everybody, I hope, soon. And that money goes to funding the site because it's been a it's a money issue. You know, we, we all kind of tight right now with money. Yeah, and yeah, um, if I can get the next few years paid off, that'd be great. And then we've got a great roster of collectors out there. Like, listen, I've been waiting for you guys to update because I got all the information for you right here. I mean, I've been keeping yeah, tabs yeah. on this. So, Definitely. and then a new learning process because, you know, the original site is, it was all hard coded by me. I, I did it by hand, like just open notepad and did bracket HTML bracket bracket body bracket and I just copied and paste from there um so now we're gonna probably word pressing it maybe i'm not sure yet but you know we'll get it going awesome so super happy about it but uh all right matt well thank you so much appreciate it fantastic no problem all right and we are out of here